Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Now we have Josh James with us here in the studio to speak about the state of NZ politics. Josh, how are you? Good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, looking at the polls, what is it looking like at the moment? Uh, polls and more polls. I think Winston Peters was right when he said we should ban polls during an election period, because <laughs> I am sick of hearing about them. Uh... Look, yesterday's poll was not particularly great for the Labour Party. That was the Taxpayers' Union Courier poll on 27.5, I think. That's the lowest they've been since David Shearer was in charge-ish. So it's not um, not looking great. However, polls are polls, and they're notoriously bad science. So take it with a grain of salt, I think. Yeah, because at the moment it does look like National and Act. You know, they, they are up there. Acts on what, it, like... 13? 13%? Yeah. I mean, we still have a large number of undecide, undecided voters, so course, about yeah. 15% in some of these polls have not made up their mind yet. And we know that most people make up their mind closer to the election. So when the debates start happening, I think we'll start to see a, uh, equal out a little bit more. Chris Hipkins is a very skilled debater. Luxon hasn't really been put to the test like that. So I think that a lot of the undecided voters will decide this election. Yeah, because I think that Green's obviously huge student stronghold. Uh, they're about 12% right now. Do you think it's going to go up? Yeah, I'm... Look, so The Guardian released a poll two or three days ago which said a majority of 18 to 35-year-olds were looking at voting for national at this election. There's either two things happening here. One is that the polling was done badly. Um, it, it upsets so much of all we know about how young people vote. They don't tend to vote for national. So if we're seeing uh, up to 35, 40% of young people voting for national, that will just change the entire political landscape. So either the poll is wrong or we are seeing such a dramatic shift. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the effects of COVID and lockdowns has been on young voters. So we know that when John Key left office, those who kind of grew up under him either loved him or hated him, and then those who grew up under Jacinda Ardern, I think we'll see a similar split. Uh, so we just don't know what this kind of the lockdown generation of voters will look like. Yeah, because that Act 1 is interesting. It seems like to me there are lots of people who are kind of like disillusioned with both Labour and National and that those Conservatives are leaning towards ACT because they don't have that trust in National? I think though we don't know how much of ACT support is due to policy or due to David Seymour's very charismatic yeah. style. So David Seymour is a great politician. He knows how to draw a crowd. Um, I think that many people who would look at ACT's policies uh, who wanted to support them would be shocked at what they saw. So like a wholesale closing of government departments, for example. These are kind of things I think would shock a lot of voters, but it would just be interesting to uh, see how that flows through. Yeah, we do have some new spanners in the works. Uh, there is the Green Dental for All, Yep. Um, which which is interesting. I mean, I think they'll gain, gain some more support for that. What do you think? I don't I don't know if people will be voting for policy this election. Yeah. I, I think that we are dominated in an era of uh, political personality. Uh, the Greens dental, free dental policy, is uh, traditionally been to be thought quite popular. It is strange that uh, in our medical system, dental is the only thing that's neglected to be state-funded. 
and I thought it was interesting to see the dental lobby come out against it. So we saw all of these private dentists saying, if you do this, it'll bankrupt the industry. Um, so I think the Greens have definitely struck a nerve in terms of this left-right praxis that we live in. Yeah. And there's also the BlackRock $2 billion climate infrastructure. Yes. So, I mean, there's a couple things here. I know that this BlackRock announcement will upset a lot of the people who hang out in, like, fringe political environments. So when Jacinda Ardern met with BlackRock last year, there was uh, people saying that she was there to do child um, trafficking, child smuggling, and these kind of conspiracy theories uh, are quite strong with BlackRock. Um, but I mean, more investment into this, uh, the clean energy sector, the better. Most analysts seem to think it's not enough, but it's a good starting point. Yeah. Uh, it is strange to me that Labor is announcing these kinds of policies that um, both are trying to appeal to the centre and to the centre-left. Uh, if they're trying to shore up their voter base, they need to make a decision. Uh, there was a poll released yesterday which showed that most voters want a wealth tax and yet the the Labour Party has kind of disavowed that and gone straight to the centre. So with this BlackRock, they're trying to maybe go after some of that green vote, um, but I think they should perhaps pick a strategy and run with one of those. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that one. And so you definitely think that personality is going to win this election over policy? Uh most likely, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that in the current election cycles that we live in, with how busy people are, they only hear sound bites. They only hear, see TikToks or see a little bit on the news. No one sits down and reads an entire manifesto, or at least not many people. Uh, so I think those who are more charismatic dominate the news media, and that drives a lot of the votes, yeah. Yeah. What do you think the best way for voters to understand party policy is? Because I think a lot of people are a little bit wary. That's why personality wins. I find with a lot of young people, they are often thinking about personality over policy. Yeah, great. So I think in the New Zealand context, we put a lot of faith in our trusted... Um, uh, we put a lot of faith in our elected representatives. So there's a question, do you need to know policy or do you agree with the ideo ideology of the political party? Do you believe in the co-papa of that party? And if so, we tend to vote for them and trust that they'll make decisions that are in line with that co-papa. So there's a question whether or not we should actually read policy and instead we trust, we delegate our democratic, democratic uh, responsibilities to these parties. Uh, if you are interested in policy, it's all up on the website. And then I, I know that there's at least three debates happening on campus for the Dunedin electorate and these debates are really good places for you to come and hear from the candidates to ask them questions and to hold them accountable so yeah look at the look at the belief system of these political parties before you vote and also then find the information either online or in person through these debates nice and how do we see the politicians pushing their policies this year? Is it social media? You know, I've been seeing a lot less billboards. Yeah. Uh, so in Dunedin, I don't think the regulated period has started yet. So every local council can decide when um, election billboards can go up. So that is a kind of a good 
point that we haven't really seen any hard or physical copies of these billboards. I've been getting a couple leaflets through the letterbox. However, when I walk through Studentville, most of these letterboxes are just completely full of, of stuff. I don't think students yeah. check their, <laughs> no, their, no, their letterboxes, so. so that's not a good option. Um, I mean, I think we've all heard about TikTok and its role in elections, and I think it will play a big role. We saw National Party remove a lot of their material over the past week uh, due to copyright concerns that they had been using material from films on their TikToks without permission. Uh, so I think that will be a big way that they'll be pushing out their message, in particular to young voters. I saw David Seymour did a skit at a school um, this week. I saw it on TikTok this morning, and students were like dragging him off the stage, and they're having like a bit of a joke about it. So building those kind of personalities, those likable, charismatic personalities uh, through social media, will be a, a big way that they're going to spin it. I know that National Party have got, um, or at least had, some social media consultants who ran the successful Brexit campaign. So they're bringing in the top guns. Uh, they are actually Kiwi lads, New Zealanders, who went over to England to do the OE and then ran the Brexit campaign and then have come back to New Zealand to work for the National Party, or at least did in the, the last election. And um, I'd be surprised if they're not working this election as well. The National Party have upped their game on social media. I see a lot of uh, Simeon Brown making jokes that Labor's only built 10 metres of light rail track, these kinds of things. So, yeah, social media, they'll be pumping up their messages there, trying to make themselves seem funny, likeable, relatable. Yeah, yeah. And how confident do you think the general population is in our current government? Uh, That is a good question. Um, (laughs) I'm unsure. It depends how they conceptualise what the government is. So... Uh, in terms of elected representatives, I think current polling reflects that uh, perhaps they see a government without a necessary vision for the country. So I think that's Labour's uh, responsibility now is to build a vision for the country. Uh, we still see high trust in government departments. So you know, if Labour could capitalise on that high trust in government departments, then they could maybe spin some of that good, positive um, material. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.